Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, fellow Patriots. Greetings, welcome, salutations, and Thursday alohas to you. You are just in time as we get away with our number two here on a hot July afternoon. Great to have you along, and as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and be a part of the conversation today. Just grab your phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800 800- 347-1063, Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number 71307, and my email address, Bob, at 1063WORD.com. Second hour on Thursday is uh, traditionally where I am joined by Drew McKissick. He is, of course, the chairman of the South Carolina GOP. Drew, welcome to the program. Hello, Bob. Good to talk with you again. I have uh, been ranting and raving uh, for the uh, for the past hour about the uh, the worthiness of uh, the argument that uh, we need to have a president who will support uh, conservative uh, traditionalist Supreme Court justices based on some of the <laughs> some of the votes that we've gotten from Gorsuch. And Kavanaugh, and and forget John Roberts. We already know about John Roberts, but I just I, I find myself Drew entering what I refer to as a Mark Levin mode. And so you come off the chain today. All right, I got you. Yeah, that that's where I start to uh, to have steam yep. emerging from my ears, and and I yep. hear myself saying, as uh, the great one would. And not following the Constitution. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got you. I got yeah. you. Hey, right. look, I mean, it's, uh, you know, in all, so, on some opinions, it's it's uh, definitely a fair criticism. I, I think, you know, when you kind of shake a lot of these opinions up in a hat, you'll find, you know, uh, you know one day, uh, you know, one of these guys who got it wrong today got it right last time, and the other one got it wrong and yeah. so forth. But. You know, but on on the whole, obviously, we're a lot better off had uh, Hillary Clinton been able to put two justices on the Supreme Court. We'll, we'll yeah. say that, right? Uh, yeah, right. just and, what we uh, just what less. we would have needed was uh, two more Ruth Bader Ginsburgs <laughs> up there, right? <laughs> Much less, you know, another you know potentially two hundred uh, federal district uh, court and circuit court appointees, and you know, in the pipeline there, but. But yeah, I mean, look, it just it does underline the the uh, the fact that look, uh, this is it is never a uh, appoint a few people and you're done project. Yeah. You know, this is a continuing pro- – and it's been a project of the conservative movement 
for well since the Reagan administration, really. Sure. Uh, and you know, and it's we have been slowly, and I mean slowly, but slowly and surely, making forward progress, uh, getting uh, more good jurists, constitutionalists in the pipeline. Um, we do have you know a better uh, situation on the high court than we did two years, four years, eight years, ten years ago. Uh, but it's like you know we, we still. We're just that one more solid, hardcore Republican or conservative, you know, short on the Supreme Court from where we'd yeah. like to be, where we know we have a 5-4, maybe even a 6-3 lockdown occasionally, you know. Mm-hmm. That's where we want to be. We need one more solid, hardcore guy, um, in which, of course, you know, we don't get unless we win in November. So right. emphasize, yeah. underline that, you know, get out, register, vote, turn out, et cetera, et cetera. Well, speaking about uh, getting out to vote in November— I keep hearing the uh, the jungle drums rumbling, and and the thing that that is a little disconcerting to me about what I'm hearing is that back during the primaries, uh, we did have a lot more absentee voting, uh, we had uh, more mail-in ballots. Now, and and tell me what you've heard on this, Drew. Now I keep hearing that uh, the powers that be are thinking that in November it may be. The same kind of deal, and that to me is kind of frightening. No, so that's uh, that's not where we are right now. Now we are actually, and I say we in this case, the state Republican Party is involved right. in three three lawsuits: one in the state supreme court and two in federal court, uh, mm-hmm. where we successfully were able to intervene in those cases that were brought by Democrats against the state of South Carolina. Right. Uh, and uh, thus far, when in the primary in the primary uh, process, uh, their case in the long laundry list. And I'm telling you, it's a laundry list of things that they wanted all the way down to being able to legally do ballot harvesting. Uh, you name it, uh, were short circuited by the legislature's action of allowing, um, you know, everyone to vote absentee in the primary. And that law was a special law, which expired. I think it was July 1st when that law right. actually expired. Yes. Uh, and, of course, you know, now they'll be coming back into court uh, trying to get, again, not just that, but, again, their laundry list. Uh, and, you know, we've, we're talking to our lawyers about every other day of the week, uh, and we're pretty confident of our position from a constitutional standpoint. They're trying to claim that, um, well, number one, they like to see mail-in. They want to see mail-in balloting exclusively. Uh, we think we're going to be far away from anything like that happening. Uh, we'll be fighting that if, uh, uh, you know, we thought that there was, you know, any sort of reason where we had to raise the alarm with members mm-hmm. of the legislature, we would. The conversations that I've been having with them, I think we're not going to have to worry about uh, the legislature on that score. So it comes down to judges, and the case that they're trying to make uh, is weak. They're trying to claim that, you know, it is, say, for instance, that 18-year-olds are being discriminated against because they can't vote absentee like a 65-year-old can. That, that's there's age discrimination. That's one oh, of the points they're trying okay. to bring up in their suit. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and that um, you know we should just scrap the whole thing and have a mail-in balloting system. We're well, not going to build a mail-in balloting system in a state three months prior to an election for one. No thing. kidding. Even if everybody yeah. agreed that they wanted to, you couldn't right. do that. Right. Um, and judges wouldn't. We wouldn't. That's the kind of thing we'd end up appealing to the Supreme Court, for God's sakes, and get an mm-hmm. injunction to stop it. I mean, it wouldn't right. happen here. 
Um, so anyway, we are on top of it. We've been, like I said, involved in three cases along those lines and continue to be. And, you know, we're paying the lawyers. And uh, so, hey, if you want to help us you. pay lawyers, go to our website and donate. <laughs> <laughs> so so essentially, that's the genesis for the continuing or, or revisited discussion of doing the same thing. It's essentially that the right. Democrats... Uh, want to be able to do that in the presidential election in November, as yes. we did in the primary, and and good luck with that. And, and again, and much more. I mean, like 10 or oh, 11 yeah. other things. And the right. most egregious, again, being the ability to just do ballot harvesting, where they could just walk sure. into nursing homes and other places and just grab up absentee ballots and have the campaigns haul them in. You know, right. Or, amazing. or like, uh, like uh, the maniac uh, Gavin Newsom, who got himself elected uh, governor of California, who, by the way, happens to be Nancy Pelosi's nephew. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, just uh, coincidental. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he, he, would, he thinks that California should just mail out ballots willy-nilly to everyone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Whether, whether they're here legally or not, whether yeah. they're of legal voting age or not, you know, if you're vertical and ventilating, he wants you to get a ballot. Yeah. There were stories uh, out of several other states where, you know, some governors, again, of the Democratic stripe, and they had legislatures that were willing to go along with it because of coronavirus concerns, uh, did that. And you had just, you know, boxes full of ballots that ended up showing up at locations where people had moved or were dead or whatever, and people were rummaging through the trash and picking up ballots and filling them out and sending them in. Uh, you know, no, it's, it's totally ripe for corruption. Anybody yeah. with half a brain would see that. But again, you know, in some of those states, <laughs> you don't have people with more than half a brain running the state. So. Well, true <laughs> enough. And and the the corruption uh, is a way of life. That's the way business is done. Hey, look, it's just yeah, scary exactly. when we see th- things like you. You remember uh, the number of uh, of ballots uh, in the South Carolina primary uh, just recently yep. concluded that it ended up where were they in Maryland or somewhere? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. You know, what the hell they, are they the, doing the there? Vendors, <laughs> yeah, the, the vendors supposedly that handled the ballots and got them confused and they were distributed to the wrong state. Apparently it was a vendor that works with more than one state. I mean, you know, again, the most secure way that you can have an election is you have a polling place. You have a book where everybody who's registered in that polling place is in the book. You show up with a photo ID. They check yep. your name off the list. And you cast a ballot. and You go home. That's it. That's, oh, that's no. secure. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> that, that's way too restrictive and is denying people their right. <laughs> right. Right. This is, yeah. You're denying me my right to cheat easily, not get caught. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what it's denying. Jeez. Uh, well, you know, it, it's something new every day, and uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be some kind of show. Uh, between now and November. Now, one other uh, rumor that I I see trial balloons floating for uh, an outdoor Mm. GOP convention in Jacksonville in the summer. (laughs) Uh, Who who, who thought this one up? Who's floating that balloon? But I'm pretty sure it's been shot down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would hope so. We're having conversations with the RNC staff about every day of the week about arrangements and so forth. You know, it'll be made for our delegation and, uh, Right. Uh, no, that, that's um, I, yeah. I don't think that's in the cards. <laughs> yeah. And when we, we can't get enough votes to get a nominee because everybody's passed out from heat stroke in Jacksonville. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who came up with that bright idea, but whoever it is, I think they're already suffering uh, no. from heat stroke. Well, one thing we do know is there's enthusiasm for the ticket. I mean, you saw the uh, the, the Guinness World uh, Record set 
at Lake Murray this past Saturday for yeah. the biggest boat parade ever with something like 30,000 people showing up on a little over 3,000 boats right uh all across the lake i mean that's again and that was that was not a party organized event not a no. campaign organized that event. was grassroots totally ad hoc yeah right and uh, it, it's just amazing and again emblematic of the enthusiasm we've got out there and uh you know so we're all looking forward to get to work and uh we're looking forward to seeing uh president uh and uh mr biden on the same debate stage <laughs> that that will be worth the price of admission you know uh, biden said the other day oh yeah yeah, well, I have uh, uh, my cognitive abilities are, are being tested all the time. Well, if your cognitive <laughs> abilities are OK, why are they being tested all the time? Uh, yeah, that's right. They're being taxed, I think. If he were if he were uh, in, in fighting form, so to speak, they wouldn't keep him in his basement, you know, and yeah. only bring him out once every 89 days for a press conference where he has to be scripted even when he shows up. Man, and um, and, uh, and by uh, contrast, uh, Ronnie Jackson, the White House physician, who is, is, is no Trump appointee, he was there under Obama, right. he was there under Bush, right. uh, has given President Trump a cognitive abilities test. I yep. am told that if you score like... Uh, 26 out of 30 uh that's pretty good if you only score like 16 out of 30 that's uh that's indicative you may have some problems with your cognitive abilities uh president trump uh dr jackson reported scored 30 out of 30. That's uh, that's a hundred percent, even with with my limited math skills. So I, I, I think uh, I think when we compare the cognitive abilities of the two here, uh, there there is no comparison. Well, yeah, that's I mean, actually, it was Tom Friedman with the New York Times had a story yesterday with his plan to help the Biden campaign avoid showing up for a debate, you know, and uh, like doing things like demand that Trump releases tax returns or you yeah, won't well, have you a go. debate or, right, or you yeah. know, whatever. Right. So, yeah, they'll, they'll come up with a comparison that they want. Yeah, they'll come up with some kind of hurdle to clear anything to keep Joe off the debate stage with Donald Trump. Uh, you, you thought it was bad with Hillary. Just watch watch the blood flow across the stage on this one. Uh, Drew McKissick, he's the chairman of the South Carolina GOP. Drew, uh, good to have you here as always. Hope, hope you uh, have yes, a good sir. week. You too. Take care. You bet. 19 after 4 here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more as we cruise on here on Thursday on WORD. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Pretty steamy Thursday afternoon here in the upstate of South Carolina, but hey, summer in July, you know. Uh, I wanted to mention this, too, because I got an email uh, earlier today from uh, Bob Mahalik at uh, Greenville County. Um, uh, it says uh, the headline on his email was post 4th of July boom. And not a good one. The number is larger than ever before. 85. 85 dogs arriving at Greenville County Animal Care post the July 4th holiday. Now, for the first time since March, the shelter is full. The large amount of neighborhood fireworks has led to many scared, lost dogs being brought to the shelter. We know they have homes, and uh, we need their owners to know we have them and that you can uh, come pick them up. Starting today and for the next two weeks, Animal Care is waiving the fee for pickup slash returned owner providing uh, ID tag and are offering those dogs free microchipping. So if in the future they get separated again, uh, we'll be uh, able to easily reunite them with their owners. Citizens can visit greenvillepets.org. That's Greenville Pets is all one word. Greenvillepets.org or uh, just go straight to the Lost Dogs page on their website, greenvillecounty.org slash ACS slash lost a pet to view some of the uh, 85 uh, lost doggies that are down there. Of course, any and all adoption and uh, fostering are a great help as well. But if your dog, you know, ran off and many of them are terrified by all the fireworks, understandably, uh, then uh, take advantage of uh, the opportunity to uh, to get them back. Okay. Uh, where am I on the uh, text line here? Probably uh, way behind as uh, usual. Uh, Bobby, have we heard anything more about a convention of states? Seems the only way to reclaim our country and we can address the voting process and that as well. Uh, I have not heard anything else and uh, clock is ticking on that one as well. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, Bobby, the case regarding the uh, New York uh, 
New York court has been misreported by the media. SCOTUS did not rule that New York can receive the taxpayers, uh, tax papers. They only decided uh, that uh, POTUS does not have absolute immunity and remanded the case back to the lower court for further adjudication. Well, they did in terms of Congress having access to the president's tax returns. The SCOTUS opinion states, the arguments presented here and in the Court of Appeals were limited to absolute immunity and heightened need. The Court of Appeals, however, has directed that the case be returned to the district court where the president may raise further arguments as appropriate. We affirm the judgment of the Court of Appeals and remand the case for further proceedings consistent with, its, uh, with this opinion. So, uh, they, uh, they, in my opinion, uh, they went uh, one for two. Uh, uh, Bobby, uh, voting day needs to be 24 hours. Allow real voters to get to the polls and allow for Chinese flu spacing, not to mention it is voting day from uh, Frank. Uh, hey, uh, Drew, the South Carolina GOP was involved in a lawsuit to close primaries. How did that work out? Oh, yeah. SCGOP bailed on it. Now, in Drew's defense, uh, there was a different chairman of the South Carolina GOP who was responsible for that move. All right. Sins of the father and all that. Uh, Bobby, career politicians running for president should, should produce their tax returns to explain how they became millionaires while being a public servant. President Trump made his money in the private sector, so he is not owned by the political special interests. Uh, Bobby, forget about Chucky, Chuck U. Schumer getting those files. They'll be on CNN by the weekend. And no, they do not use Zoom, Bob. They all use TikTok so they can dance their, uh, de their decisions. Uh, that Ginsburg can really cut a rug. <laughs> yeah. I bet. 4.30 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Little Annie's next in the News Center. I'm right back on the other side here on Thursday on WORD. In the microwave right now. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
So I saw this uh, story today. It was on the Zero Hedge website. And, and, and when, I, uh, when I started to read it, I thought, holy cow, has, uh, has Niagara Falls frozen over in July? The uh, headline on the story, CNN's Don Lemon. Uh, we all know about this guy. This is the guy that when the Malaysian airliner disappeared and they had some aviation experts on, asked if uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, the plane had been uh, stolen by aliens or if it had flown into a black hole. <laughs> he's uh, he's a real rocket scientist. Anyway, uh, CNN's Don Lemon offers five tips to end the violence and chaos in black communities. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a little awkward for some. Having recently gone to battle with Terry Crews over the semantic difference between the BLM movement, which appears not to care about some black lives, like the eight-year-old girl in Atlanta, and Cruz's argument that all Black Lives Matter video, uh, video from 2013, a mere seven years ago, has exposed CNN's infamously outspoken African-American anchor, Don Lemon, as, they, as a thoughtful, pensive, open-minded pundit who truly went out on a limb to help America's black communities lift themselves up by agreeing with none other than, at the time, Fox News' Bill O'Reilly. And uh, the video from this is available at the Zero Hedge website. And I'll give you the text. Don Lemon, I want to talk to you. Uh, because we're going to take a break from the headlines to talk about something I've had on my mind for quite some time now. So much so that I felt compelled to bring back our segment where we hold politicians, leaders, and pundits accountable for what comes out of their mouths. It's time now again for No Talking Points. The Trayvon Martin murder case uh, got just about everybody talking about race, and not just specifically how it related to the case. It got some, many on the political right, wondering why the so-called liberal media wasn't talking about other problems in the black community. Now that was uh, from uh, Don Lemon, right? Okay, so far so good. But it sounds like Lemon is about to rail on the rightist racism, okay? Now hang on a second. Lemon continues, someone on another network got the chance to go first because I couldn't go during the week. I'm only here on the weekend, so listen to this. And this is at a time when Don Lemon was just a weekend anchor and didn't have his Monday through Friday show. Okay? And, and he says, uh, listen to this, and then plays a clip where Bill O'Reilly says, the reason there is so much violence and chaos in the black precincts is the disintegration of the African-American family. Lemon then comes back and says, he's got a point. In fact, he's got more than a point. Bill, back to O'Reilly, raised without much structure, young black men often reject education and gravitate towards the street culture, drugs, hustling, gangs. Nobody forces them to do that. Again, it is a personal decision. Lemon comes back and says, 
He's right about that, too. Okay, now remove all fluids from your mouth. Put down all sharp objects. Things are about to get very real and very Twilight Zone at the same time. CNN's Don Women then offers black people five things they should uh, think about doing if they want to, in his words, fix their problem. Number five, pull up your pants. Sagging pants, whether Justin Bieber or a rapper walking around with your A-word and your underwear showing is not okay. Number four is the N-word. By promoting the use of that word when it's not germane to the conversation, have you ever considered that you may just be perpetuating the stereotype the master intended acting like an N-word? Number three, respect where you live. Start small by not dropping trash, littering in your own communities. Number two, finish school. You want to break the cycle of poverty? Stop telling kids they're acting white because they go to school or they speak proper English. Number one, and probably the most important, just because you can have a baby, it doesn't mean you should. Studies show that lack of a male role model is an express train right to prison, and the cycle continues. Lemon then concludes, So please, black folks, as I said, if this doesn't apply to you, I'm not talking to you. Pay attention to and think about what has been presented in recent history as acceptable behavior. Pay close attention to the hip-hop and rap culture that many of you embrace. A culture that glorifies everything I just mentioned, thug, and reprehensible behavior. A culture that is making a lot of people rich, just not you. That was uh, Don Lemon on CNN. July, seven years ago. Now, it kind of makes you wonder what would happen if uh, President Trump uh, addressed the nation and suggested uh, as part of uh, making America great again, the things that women just talked about, which, by the way, I have uh, also reiterated, uh, and, and that has resulted in my uh, being referred to uh, just this week by a caller as a racist pig, and somebody else texted, oh, this is just what we need, a white guy lecturing black people on how they need to live. And I pointed out at that time, and I reiterate today, these are the kinds of things that very intelligent uh, black educators, like Walter Williams, to name one, like Thomas Sowell, to name another, like Ben Carson, to name a third, these are the kinds of things that been, they have been reiterating uh, for decades. So when Don Lemon was stealing a page from their book, uh, he wasn't coming up with anything new, original. He was repeating the words of black conservative educators who are trying uh, to help people not end up behind prison bars, not uh, in the back seat of a squad car. Uh, but, but on a path which you can track only, by the way, in this country, based on your own abilities and your own willingness to work hard to get there. And the other salient point here, of course, is that 
uh, how far afield Don Lemon has ranged from parroting the words of uh, the great Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell and Ben Carson to uh, jumping on the BLM bandwagon and uh, knowing <clears throat> where his, uh, his money is coming from. Quarter before five here on the Bobby Mac Show. That, that piece with the video, by the way, is at zerohedge.com. Be right back. My Corona, fortunately, uh, not in this household. Hope it's not in yours. Ten before five here on the Bobby Mack Show. Well, the cancel culture continues, but now, <clears throat> now the cancel culture has run into a bit of a roadblock. That would be an adult in the room. This is from uh, PJ Media today. Ford CEO responds to employees' demands to stop making police vehicles. God. Yeah, there's no end to it. Ford employees have asked the automaker to stop building police cars. According to a report published yesterday, this request comes as countless BLM protests continue throughout America and around the globe. The... Uh, the story fails to report that since the protests devolved into riots and defund the police swept across the nation, violent crime and murder have surged in several major cities, New York, Chicago, Baltimore, Seattle. The employee letter is typical of the anti-police hysteria of the moment. Quote, throughout history, the vehicles that Ford employees design and build have been used as accessories to police brutality and oppression. Workers wrote in a letter to Ford CEO Jim Hackett and Chairman Bill Ford, We know that while many join, support, or supply law enforcement with good intentions, these racist policing practices that plague our society are historic and systemic, a history and system perpetuated by Ford for over 70 years, ever since Ford introduced the first-ever police package in 1950. As an undeniable part of that history and system, we are long overdue to think and act differently on our role in racism. Now the uh, police cars, you see, are racist as well. And all these demand notes, these ransom notes, sound the same. They have a similar ominous and accusatory voice and style. Serious question, who's writing these things? The mainstream media never turns over that particular rock, of course. Well, in the meantime, Ford CEO Jim Hackett has responded thusly, and I quote, By taking away our police interceptors, we would be doing harm to their safety and making harder for them to do their job. Again, this is why, given our insights, new capabilities, and leadership, 
I believe these unfortunate circumstances present Ford with an even greater opportunity to not only innovate new solutions, but also leverage our unique position to support the dialogue and reform needed to create safer communities for all. Say he tossed him a bone at the end. Shorter version, though, uh, would consist of, uh, no, we're not going to stop making police cars. Uh, Now you folks get back to work. Uh, Fox Business News had more of Hackett's response. I do appreciate people speaking their mind to me on this issue. It helped me generate this note to explain why we're continuing our commitment to police forces all over the world in our trusted uh, product. So the uh, defund the police movement uh, <clears throat> kind of ran into a, a bit of a roadblock there. In on the text line 71307, Bobby, and I'm sure brother women would say, quote, you're taking me out of context, end quote. Yeah, even though I quoted him directly. But the real start of Bill Cosby's outcast status began when he discussed accountability in our own communities. Watch out, Marcellus and Whitlock. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Also on the uh, text line, 71307. Uh, let me uh, go back a bit because I am somewhat remiss in uh, catching up with some of these. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, Bobby, show me legal documents establishing statehood rights of Native Americans. Uh, not sure the correct way to call them Indians, Native Americans. Since ancient times, practice of a uh, written code had actual legal meaning. Uh, Bobby, abolishing the suburbs is part of the leftist plan to destroy the middle class, which is part of the Communist Manifesto. I won't go quietly. Uh, Bobby Mack, wouldn't it be great if the people of Oklahoma would turn around and sue Congress for not doing their job correctly, since that is what the court basically ruled and won? Uh, Bobby, sounds to me like they're still trying to move on Agenda 21. Yeah, they never quit. They never quit. Uh, We have found ourselves certainly living in interesting times since uh, March, with me being here in uh, stately McLean Manor, broadcasting uh, from the home studio. And a lot of people have had to make other kinds of adjustments as well, you know, Uh, You've probably seen the videos on uh, YouTube, uh, birthday parades with the cars going down the street and other uh, big life events uh, where they've been restricted by, of course, uh, the the Chinese communist flu. Uh, Ryder Cup, for instance, just announced has been postponed for a year. British Open golf tournaments celebrating things, you know, with uh, this is, is tough. And breaking things off with people is even worse. However, not to worry, because now help is on the way. So, you know, it's uh, just another way the world around us is changing. Uh, Notice I didn't mention anything about it uh, being for the better. Hour number two of the Bobby Mac Show is uh, zipping off into cyberspace. Uh, Stand by, because the 5 o'clock Follies is on the way next.
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.